selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hello and welcome to Politics War Room with James Carville and I'm Al Hunt. This week, our guest is the former chairman of the Ohio Democratic Party. David Pepper is once and maybe in the future a key swing state, an author and an accomplished researcher into security threats and the dangers of autocracies to democracy, including ours. Remember, we love taking your questions. So write in a politics war room at gmail.com or send a tweet to at Politicon for next week's show. We'll get to as many as we can. And don't forget to tell us where you're from. Please check out the links to this week's sponsors, Magic Spoon, Blinkist, and Workable in the show notes. We thank you for supporting our sponsors. It helps make this podcast happen. So please tell your friends about us and remind them to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. James, the horror in Ukraine just gets worse. Uh, The pictures and stories of the mass murders of innocent civilians by the Russians is just appalling. War is hell. This may be even worse than hell. It strikes me, though, uh, James, that we're entering an important and a really uncertain phase. There are two realities uh, based on the five weeks of, of, of this war. One, the Russian plans for a quick blitzkrieg, uh, taking over the country, uh, getting rid of Zelensky. That's failed and it's doomed. Uh, Ukrainian resistance was much greater than they, they thought. But their fallback... I think right now it seems is to take as much of the east all the way down to Odessa uh, and then call for a ceasefire, hoping the west is tired and, you know, will buy peace. Zelensky can't accept that. Now, if both of those are true, I think the only foreseeable future is more carnage. uh, And as suggested before, if Putin is a cornered rat, we don't know what he's going to do. Well, the one thing that Putin has in his favor is he thinks that things are going just swimmingly for him in the West, in particular the United States, on the home front. You have the Koch brothers, by far and away the most 
prolific donors to the Republican Party that exists continuing to do business in Russia and saying that they have to come up with something that gives Putin a way out of safe space. They're very pro-Putin. You have Tucker Carlson, by far the most influential commentator on the American right, openly pulling for Russia, as you do Marjorie Taylor Greene and other people. So I'm, I'm looking at, if I'm Putin, I'm saying the longer I go, I got, I got a, a significant part of the conservative movement in the United States backing me. And this is like, this is what you call aiding and abetting the enemy. And you know what price they pay for it? Nothing. Why? Right. Because we don't bring it up. And they said, well, okay, we're pro-Russia, but you got woke people. As if, like, calling somebody a a Latinx is the equivalent of, of, of bombing maternity wards. All right? It, there's no proportionality. There's no penalty they pay. They know they can get away with it. Putin feels like he can get away with it. And the reason they feel that way is they always have gotten away with it because we let them. That's just I, the, that, that's the cohort fact. And a very sad response, James. I could not agree oh, more. If this was George Soros giving money uh, to some place like Russia, uh, the right wing and Fox would be all over. The Koch brothers are aiding and abetting the enemy. Yes, they they are doing things that are that are whether they're legally traitorous or not. They are in a substantive way traitorous, and they and nobody cares. It's not even raised. No one knows it. All right. No one knows it. And and everybody knows about, you know, the, the, the San Francisco school board, who's just a pack of idiots. All right. Everybody knows of about office. defund right. the police. All right. No one knows this. So here you have this by every stretch of imagination, uh, you know, the judge is so qualified. It's ridiculous. It's got so much presence and, and, and composure and, well, you know, everything else. And they just, like, make—they they brought up pedophilia porn 165 thanks This is thanks to Dana Milbeck and, and, and John Chait. 165 times they brought up pornography. 142 times they brought up sex. 30 times they brought up the First Amendment. 12 times they brought up the Bill of Rights. And by the way— if you want to talk about pornography or child pornography, well, let's, let's talk about Denny Hassett, the longest-serving Republican speaker in history. Let's talk about Jim Jordan. I, I'm not going to say, but you and I both on good information and belief believe that there's a f- documentary coming out on Jim Jordan and, and Ohio State wrestling. I, 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 th- I think we're right on this. That will be a yep. step in the right direction. You got Matt Gates, as we talked about, Saying Lloyd Austin that the, the military is woke. Well, I would love for Matt Gates to to go on the crucible at the, at the end of basic training at the Marine Zone, or due, due to some of the plebe at West Point. He pays no price. He's a he is very likely to be indicted and convicted on trafficking with underage minors. Right? They'll pay any price for it. Well, James, they just course- go home. It's worse because his closest ally is is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, to paraphrase uh, Chris Sununu about Donald Trump, 
Marjorie Taylor Greene is fucking crazy. And her closest ally is Matt Gass. Marjorie Taylor Greene this week says the Democrats are the party of pedophilia. Now, as you said, Matt Gass is under a very serious investigation and by all accounts likely to be indicted for trafficking, trafficking with underage girls. Now, what does Marjorie Taylor Greene think about that? Uh, I don't think much. I, you know, really, James, uh, I think that there, there is, it's absolutely outrageous that they get away with it. The, the blame is on us. The blame is on the people that listen to this program, that are listening right now, to you and I, to, to, to people at the, at the very high end of, of American influence. We, it, they get away with it. And anything that happens adverse, no matter how silly or naive or stupid it is, oh boy, they blow that up. That's CNN, sure. MSNBC. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not bringing it home. No one is bringing this home. No one is framing this. And of course, you know, well, you know, the the root of all evil is Bush v. Gore. And it showed them they can get away with it. And you look at this this law that passed in Oklahoma. You look what they're going to do. And if I am a, a Supreme Court justice, a, you know, a right-wing Supreme Court justice, I'm a right. I, what do I care? I'm not going to pay any price for this. And they go, oh, man, the, the, the suburban women in Northern Virginia, New Jersey are going to wrap it on. They'll do nothing. They passed these suppressive Voter rights thing. You look at the, the the figures that came out of Houston. How many black ballots were rejected? Does it do, do if, if younger people, if if, if people of, of of color or people that care about this, if we're not out of the woodworks, we'll get the shit beat out of us. We'll get. And you the, know what we'll, we're gonna do? We're gonna send money to Marjorie Taylor Greene's opponent. We're going to get to some of that uh, with our great, great right. guest uh, right. later today the, the, on the what's going on out The person to blame there. for all of this is us because okay. we don't bring it up. I agree. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom.
David Pepper is former chairman of the Ohio Democratic Party and a former Cincinnati city councilman. The Yale Law School graduate has written a compelling and frightening book, Laboratories of Autocracy. I should note six years earlier, he wrote a novel with the ridiculous assertion that Russians were clandestinely scheming to help elect Republicans. Just imagine that. David, uh, your book is a takeoff on Louis Brandeis's uh, famous states or the, uh, or the laboratories uh, uh, for experiment and government. Uh, but you write that the big vested interests are pouring money into state legislatures. Your focus is Ohio, but it's national and rolling back democracy. How did this come about? So, you know, it, it's been a generation in the making, unfortunately, that, that and, and to quote uh, James's uh, to, to paraphrase his old quote about it's the economy stupid, it's the state house is stupid. Uh, for a generation, the, 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 the folks who, who have a lot of issues they want to get through that are right-wing issues, that are unpopular issues, have figured out the by far the best place to do that is state houses because no one's paying attention. They're so gerrymandered, the politicians can push through deeply unpopular extreme issues and not lose their next election. So they have it, it, they, that combination of no one knows who these people are. Democrats generally are not contesting in these places very well at all, if at all. And they're so gerrymandered, you can push the craziest ideas and never worry about your next election. They've made them the perfect place to do a full-scale attack, not just on democracy, but on issue after issue. And that's why I use the phrase, as you say in the title, laboratories of autocracy, uh, because that's really, it's become almost, they're connected, they're kind of hardwired. So they're not only pushing all these things, they're also always learning. If something works, everyone else does it. If something fails, they correct the mistake and then they do it again. So yeah, it's, a, it's been going on for a generation. And I think Democrats and those who care about democracy have been very slow in catching on to it. Tell us about a man named William Lager, is it? Uh, yeah. in Ohio. So it's sort of the classic case study of how these state houses can make policy that greatly enrich people and undermine public outcomes. William Lager was someone who was basically hard, hard on his luck, had no money, but figured out how he could convince the state house to take hundreds of millions of dollars out of public schools to hand to him to run a for-profit online scam where every time he claimed a student, he would get thousands of dollars. It turns out in the end, he wasn't even taking attendance, even though he would get all that money. Uh, and what's happened over 30 years? Public schools, and this is just a symbol of it. It's, there's a broader movement happening. Public schools were ranked fifth in the country in Ohio only 15 years ago. Now we're in the mid-20s. William Logger and others made out like bandits, used the money to give back, used some of the money to give his contributions. It's a perfect example of how these state houses are helping a very narrow private group at the expense of public outcomes, but because of gerrymandering, they keep doing it and no one ever pays the price politically. David, the last two Republican speakers had to resign, this is from your book, either because they were indicted or they faced the possibility of indictment. The The first energy, scan, energy scandal out there, $60 million at least in bribes, the Buckeye State is a cesspool of corruption. Yeah, it's it's sad. I, in my first chapter, I walked through, I was literally named in law school the most likely to be president of the Cincinnati Board of Tourism because <laughs> I'm always bragging about Ohio, right? Uh -huh. So it's painful for me to have to write that the chapter where we've gone from being the state of John Glenn 
and the Wright brothers and more moderate politics, the bellwether, to what USA Today called last year the most corrupt state in the country. And we are lurching way to the right. We're super extreme. And so much of it is driven by these unaccountable politicians in state houses. We're legislating like a state that's far to the right. And it also, and this is, by the way, Ohio is a case study. This is happening all over. Corruption runs rampant when you all of a sudden have people in power with no accountability. It's, it's part of the deal. Jay, and part I, of our deal is, is that the speakers again and again get themselves in trouble and, um, and, and end up cutting deals that the FBI cracks down on. And they end up leaving not because of the politics. They end up leaving because the FBI calls them out on it. David, just one quick one before we turn to James. Uh, you mentioned several times uh, gerrymandering. I thought that was supposed to stop. I thought with a 4-3 majority in the state Supreme Court that they were going to throw out uh, that outrageously gerrymandering map that the Republicans just did. But I gather I was wrong. I gather they're going to get away with it again. Well, let, let me be clear. There, there are, there's the state house and the congressional right. gerrymandering. In the world that I'm talking about, the more important gerrymander, believe it or not, is the state house gerrymander. That if the front, uh, if the front line on the attack of democracy is the state house, the most important gerrymander is the state house gerrymander. We still have a good chance of striking that down. The congressional gerrymandering, because of a technicality and the timetable. We'll see. It's not over yet, but even if they strike it down, that may not be till 24, which I find appalling, but may end up being the how it's settled. But but the, the current state Supreme Court, bipartisan majority, a lifelong Republican chief justice, have now struck down four different times clear, egregiously illegal maps that have come out of the state house. Here's one of the points I make in the book, and James has probably seen this all over the country. We're talking about a generation of politicians in these state houses who have almost not to a person ever been in a real election. They've been living in a world without democracy. Almost not a single one of their races are close. So the one thing they're scared of in Ohio is a real election. They're willing to violate the Ohio Constitution four times to simply avoid ever facing the voters. And they've shown that it, they don't care if it's the law. They don't care if 70 percent of the voters voted for it. They would rather break the law than actually face a real election. And so, Al, it's it's close to being over, I'm afraid, on the congressional one. The state house one, I still believe, will, will be successful. We'll know in the coming month, depending on what both the state and federal court do about the remaining parts of these cases. James. Uh, so, David, I, I, I'm on this jag and in, in, uh, be hard to talk me out of it. The reason that they do this is because we let them get away with it. Okay, Absolutely. they just go and say the most blatant shit in the world. They talk about pedophilia when you got Dennis Hassett and Jim Jordan and Matt Gates. All right, they have no, we don't, we don't make them pay. By the way, on the good news front, I think there's a real documentary coming about about Jim Jordan's little stint at Ohio State wrestling. Okay, yeah. and I think it's a, I think it's a big name, and you, you yeah. I, I think you're legitimately waiting on it. But yeah. but what I am interested in is how. Do Ohio Democrats make them pay a price for being more corrupt than frickin' Louisiana or New Jersey, all right? Yeah. How do we make them pay a price for Jim Jordan? How do we make them pay? The, 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 the Larry Holhauser thing, I wrote about that, was $60 frickin' million. Dollars, yeah. All right? They're not chicken shit $500, $500 bills in the envelope stuff. This is staggering. Yeah. And, can we hold I, them to account? 
I agree. I actually think we have, from top to bottom, a massive problem in this country of lack of accountability. And Ooh. one of the things I put in this book is they never stop, ever, because they are personally, they don't care if a law they pass is struck down the Supreme Court because they themselves are never held accountable. So I think both legally and politically, if they don't see accountability, they're going to never stop. And that's one of the lessons they've learned. They've done this for a generation and never been held accountable. So a couple things that I, uh, I think we have to do. One, we have to be smarter in politics. And, we, and, and I, you said this the other day, uh, uh, and, I, and I couldn't agree more. We, we get so excited to beat Mitch McConnell, we give $100 million plus to beat Mitch McConnell, and then we don't even challenge these people in state house districts throughout Ohio. So they do the most corrupt things. Larry Householder got reelected with 70% of the vote because there wasn't even an opponent. So we have to challenge in every single district and support candidates with enough money so they have a message in every single district. But also when they break the law, we also have to hold them accountable then. And I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this in Ohio. There is a law in Ohio called misconduct in office. It should lead to people forfeiting their public position if they're found guilty of it. And, and I believe that we need to be as aggressive as they are when they have hit the rules in a way that they violate basic you know, laws in the state, that we have to be as aggressive pushing forward. And that's a law, by the way. How do you enforce the law in Ohio for misconduct in office? You gather signatures. Until we start bringing, I love the folks that went after Madison Cawthorn saying, you may not be eligible because you are part of an insurrection. We need to have people begin to feel like they personally feel accountability for breaking the law or doing extreme things. And right now, there's simply in, in too many states because of gerrymandering and other things, there's, there's no accountability. I agree. That's a, that's a huge yeah, part it, of the problem. And well, I talked about this earlier, but I'm sure to show beef. it's done chronologically. If we don't hold Trump accountable, then who cares? He's been on a lifetime crime spree, right? A lifetime crime spree right in front of you. He's done this, right? If, if it's, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm so with you on this, and I, I, I love the idea of having some kind of accountability project because, boy, I tell you what, if, if a third grader doesn't do well on a standardized test, we, we're going to, like, attack the teacher, or we're going to attack the school, or we're going to attack right. the principal, or we're going to attack the child. If, if, if an, uh, an adult goes on a crime spree or, 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 or an adult, like, out and out pulls for Russia and what I think is just an act of blatant treason, they suffer no penalty. So right. I am we, with we you. Have so, a, we, we have crime sprees like that in Ohio, and they're not accountable. We have a son, speaking of the gerrymandering case, the son of Governor DeWine is a Supreme Court justice. He has not recused in any of the cases where his father is a defendant in the gerrymandering cases. There need, now, it can't be publicized, but that's 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 as bad as Clarence and Jenny Thomas. Yes. And he's doing it in front of the entire state. He needs to be held accountable for that. And, and it's happening at all levels. We have a massive problem right now that law-breaking, ethical breaking in the law, et cetera, et cetera, there's never accountability. And I write this in the book. The other side has learned to never stop. They are never punished to be more aggressive. And there's never an accountability for it. And they will not stop doing that until we hold them to account. Well, I, I, I'm going to turn back to Al because i got a lot more stuff I want to tell you. When we let them get away with Bush v. Gore, the Supreme Court just pulled down their pants and took a shit in front of the whole country. And you know what the reaction of everybody was? Is let's just smell it and go on. And that's the truth. And I can go back and, and get you everybody and say, well, if spoken, is it, it was they blatantly stole a presidential election 
And we, the Democrats, the commentariat did fucking nothing. They got a couple of law professors to write some law review articles. That, boy, that'll get them every time, won't it? You just get something in the Ohio State, you know, law school law review, and that'll scare the hell out of everybody. Right. Okay. Right. All right, Val, back to you because I got a lot more. I love this guy, man. I love this guy. He thinks like I do. Boy, David Pepper, you raised a good point about, you know, uh, spending money to try to defeat Mitch McConnell. If Jamie Harrison is listening, get your ass out of South Carolina, get back to national headquarters, and tell people, tell funders you got to raise money for things like state Supreme Court races, David. I mean, North Carolina, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, they are the bulwarks right. To, right. to stopping some of this stuff. And the, and the DNC, the Democrats, are way behind Republicans on this. Let me ask you a question about some of the stuff, one question about what they're doing, voting out there. You're now, I think, Lieutenant Governor, former Secretary of State, saying we're making voting easier and cheating harder. They have fundamentally changed the electorate in Ohio through a decade of purging and other steps. You know, I put this in my book, and, and I, I talked to Hillary Clinton about this. You know that Hillary Clinton got a greater percentage of the registered vote in Cuyahoga County than Barack Obama? You wouldn't know that, would you? Because there were so many people purged in Cuyahoga County. This is Cleveland, right? If you get more of a percentage in Cuyahoga County, you should be doing pretty well in Ohio if you got better than Barack Obama. In the intervening years, they had so aggressively purged the voters of that county that her greater percentage of victory of registered voters was a much smaller raw margin of victory. So they, had, they literally went, took a battle axe to the Obama coalition after 2010 when they had the chance to and purged the place, uh, gerrymandered the place, added other rules. And so, no, we're, we're not, we, we are a place that is suffering from huge voter suppression. And by the way, voter suppression through purging, it's also knocking off all sorts of people from the rolls who, who voted and they were on the list to be purged in pure error. So, so it's, it's been nonstop. It doesn't stop through each secretary of state. Our current secretary of state, I, I, I put forward because I fought him on issues like drop boxes. He is as bad as, as uh, Ken Blackwell ever was, folks. He, he is as bad as Ken Blackwell ever was. And one other thing, Al, on your other question. It's not only Jamie Harrison, and this is why I appreciate when James said that. Our small dollar donors in this country have not been given enough direction about what winning really looks like. So when they give to Amy McGrath, I don't really, they haven't been given any other message. And our message to those voters is, you want to save democracy? You need to get as excited about helping every state house candidate in Ohio as much as being mad at Mitch McConnell. And, and until we, we have a powerful army of small dollar donors, that's who gave to Amy McGrath. But we aren't telling them as clearly as the Koch brothers are. The Koch brothers, they know to spend money in all these states, don't they? We don't, we don't tell our people we're so myopic on some federal races and giving to people we don't like, even if we can't beat them, that we're not saying to those small dollar donors, you want to help Tim Ryan win Ohio? Have Tim Ryan have a well-funded state rep candidate in every district in Ohio. That will be a message in every district that will lift turnout. And so we all, and I'm, I'm working on this, but we have, to, we have to explain to the army we have what fighting for democracy really looks like. And it doesn't look like simply sitting around getting mad at Marjorie Taylor Greene in, in Washington. It means get back to states like Ohio and invest far more broadly and not only in federal races. David, you mentioned Tim Ryan a minute ago. 
the Republican Party, whether you agreed with them or not in the past, had people like Robert Taft and George Voinovich, uh, you know, and even even Casey. They have moved so far right now. As I look at the Josh Mandel and this guy Gibbons and J.D. Vance, who's done a 180 sucking up to Trump. And yeah. yet the Cook and Rothenberg reports still put that race in the red column today. I mean, Give us a sense of Tim Ryan's chances. Uh, I think Tim Ryan can win. I think a Tim Ryan-Mandel uh, matchup is actually quite a good matchup. But Tim Ryan's going to need to have enough of a turnout. Uh, Biden's going to have to be doing well enough in the polls that Tim Ryan isn't pulled down by that. The governor race is also at stake, and there DeWine has a big, has, has a big advantage. But I think Tim Ryan is a very good candidate. He's, running a, he's raised a lot of money. Uh, and, and Mandel may be of, of that group so extreme that he scares people. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's a midterm in Ohio. I've been on the ballot in 10 and 14 in midterms in Ohio. When we hit the White House. Those aren't easy. But I do think Tim Ryan is a very strong candidate who might be able to negate our losses in the more red parts of Ohio the way Sherrod Brown does. And, but that we, we still need to inspire Democrats to show up in our blue counties. Uh, but but Tim's a, Tim's a very, you know, he's a good candidate. He knows how to run in Ohio. One more question, then turn it back to James. You mentioned Jim Jordan earlier. He was the assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State. Seven wrestlers. Uh, this, right. was, this was not the squad. This was not some kind of left-wing cabal. Said he knew about sexual abuse at Ohio State and did nothing. And then he's apparently lied about it. And yet there was an investigation. And what, did the law firm blow it out? Did Ohio State cover it up? I mean, why? Why nothing? Now, that's a great question. I mean, it, it, you know, the, 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 there are statute limitations issues that I think hurt in some ways, but I still agree with you guys. It's never been run to the ground like it should. He's able to dodge the questions. He walks away, and, and there's a lot more to do there. Um, it, it is, a, you know, I can't explain why he's, he's skated. I, I, it goes back to we're not, we're simply not as aggressive as they are. And by the way, one other thing by the, that I think is important politically, and again, I, I, with, with James here, I, I, this is his, his expertise more than mine. The other thing that we are not doing well is the model of undemocratic and gerrymandered state houses I've described. You asked about William Lager earlier. Part and parcel with these corrupt and undemocratic state houses are indefensible and horrible public outcomes. You know, four days of school a week in Kansas, a grid, energy grid, freezing in Texas so people freeze to death. You need to fix the damn roads in Michigan. The other thing we have to be really aggressive on is that their actual outcomes on things that people sit around their, their dining room table and care about are terrible. And we, they get us talking about every other issue when the truth is if you ran like, you know, why do we have Democratic governor of Kansas? Because they had four days of school a week and she told everybody that. Uh, why is Gretchen Whitmer a governor of Michigan? Because she said, fix the damn roads. There was no way to defend it. The outcomes that are a part, that are an inevitable result of, of these basically privatized state houses that fork everything over to the William Logger of the world who are privatizing everything are public outcomes that are cratering. And I think we also need to focus on those to get to the people who are a little less political, but don't like when they hear that they're only four days of school a week. So, David, first of all, I'm coming to Ohio. I'm going to come and help Tim Ryan, and we're going to get together, right. and we're going to go on the road with Tim, okay? Good. For sure, because I've, I've, I've talked to him, and I've, I told him I'll, I'll come multiple times. One of the problems that we're having is Biden's approval among Democrats is tepid, to say the best, like 74, right. 73. 
Mm -hmm. in Trump's approval among Republicans used to be like 95. All right. Well, if Democrats are 40 percent of the country and you go for you, you, you increase your approval by about 20 points, that means you're as opposed to being at 41. You're now at 49. And the reason is, is because we got people like the Justice Democrats and people like, let me just name a name, Nina Turner, telling people that Joe Biden is a shit sandwich and he hadn't done anything for Democratic voters. When hourly, voter, hourly workers have more leverage now than they've ever had in history, that you have more children out of poverty than we've ever had, all right? And yet Biden is being attacked for doing nothing for us by so-called people who should be sympathetic to the Democratic Party. And people hear that. So they can stand up right. and say, Biden hadn't done anything for you. What's he done? He's a, he's right. a corporate Democrat or it, it's Joe Manchin or anything like that. And people hear it. So they say, well, gee, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't study this. And we have got to stop this stupid, you know, left wing nipping and saying, you know, it's all terrible. No one does anything for us. You know, you got to be part of the revolution. But that that's one of my things. Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously we have to shore up our, our big if we don't have a great turnout in 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 Cleveland and Cincinnati and Columbus, well, uh, shit. You know, we where, where people see what's at stake, then then yeah, and, and right. And he can cut the margin and, and, and you know, in and, and rural Ohio by, by, by five points. But it's not going right. to do any good if you can't get it's these right. margins in Cuyahoga. Right. Or it's got a, it, Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. We uh, have to do that. And, and, you know, in the end of the day, there is a lot to talk about that's good that we should be talking about. You know, the, the, the economic so, numbers, the top line are very strong. Obviously, prices are a problem right now. But if there's a lot to talk about, that, and, and if they do infrastructure well, they right. can point to a lot but, of places and start getting help. But I, I agree. De Democrats need, or so-called Democrats, need to stop telling other Democrats that Biden hadn't done anything for you. Because they're full of shit. He's done a lot. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about. Well, I'll, I'll, all right. But I was just go ahead, Al. I'll come back. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going right. to thank David. So I want to talk a little bit about the Republican primary because you're know, talking Mandel, and you got right. J.D. Vance, and who's the Wall Street guy? Uh, uh, his name escapes me right now. What's his Gibbons. name? Gibbons. Some people think Gibbons is as flawed as any of them. He's he's flawed, but he's act. You know, I was telling someone the other day. And Carrie Carrie Rose, when um, Gephardt and Dean kept beating up on each other, Gibbons right now is actually running a very good race. He's on TV. He's talking to TV. He's talking to camera all the time. He sort of feels like a successful business guy. Um, so right now, I think he's probably in a place. Where, and he and by the way, he and. Mandel, and Mandel, by the way, he is Josh Hawley, but worse. So Mandel is the worst, and you probably already seen that. Vance is truly like the, the the lesson on Vance is Senate offices are not so great that you should just torch your entire reputation for the rest of your life. That's what he's done. It's it's horrible to watch Vance. Gibbons, he's running a, a smarter race. He and Mandel have gotten back and forth, and he's he just started with a new attack ad on Mandel that's very effective. So Gibbons may be the guy that six months ago no one heard of, but, uh, but it, by the it, way, it, he has said things about trade in China, right? And who cares if jobs go over there? It's better for us that if he gets to a general, it, could be the kind it, of thing that Tim it, Ryan can really focus. Let, let, let me say this: It also Rand Paul's doing spots for Gibbons in, in a Cincinnati yeah. market. All right, 
if they don't, if it, and I'll tell Tim this, and I'm sure you will too, if that son of a bitch is a nominee and you don't hit him hard and early and accurately out of the shoot, you don't have no chance. I mean, come after him the day after the primary. Yeah. It, not, don't wait. Not, not tomorrow. Not, yeah. not the next hour. Right now. But, you know, j just like when Obama then put the definition on Mitt Romney in Ohio right. early. It mattered. And the early action. We can't determine who's going to win that primary. But early action is what's called for here. Yeah. And, and the quotes, it was, it was clearly some of the other Republicans did some good oppo. The Gibbons quotes about how it's just no big deal if these jobs are moved uh, are devastating in an Ohio race. Right. Devastating. And, and, and I do think and, and they go right into the Sherrod Brown, Tim Ryan view of the right. world and right. who they're talking to. So I think, um, you know, they're, they're the kind of co comments that Donald Trump would run against. So, uh, uh, you know, jobs going overseas and someone's celebrating that, a CEO celebrating that. So, no, I think you're right. But I think Gibbons could be dangerous. Mandela is so obviously flawed. But I think if you frame him early with the, with the comments he made, I think you're right. Well, let's come. We'll come back to that. But I want everyone out there to to right away. I want you to go to Amazon or wherever you get your books. Laboratories of of autocracy. It, it is a chilling read, but it's something you all to know something about and maybe take some action. Can they, I say one thing, Al? At the end of the book, say, yeah. it's not just depressing. I spend a lot of time saying, "Here's what you could do about it." Like right. I go through thirty steps. Here, if you're in your part of the world and you're tired of this. There are many things you can do uh, and, and, and different than what you've been doing so that we can fight back. So it's not just about the problem. It's also trying to say to people, here's some way to solve the problem we're also frustrated with. This is the man that warned the Russians were coming seven years ago. So get it, please. Laboratories of Autocracy and look at the end, the 30 steps that you can take. David, thank you. Well, and I got one more. I got, I, I got one step more to bring up today. come back. I, I, I got one step more to bring up today for you. So, David... Lafayette O'Hearn was from Cincinnati, and he, he was a very good writer, and he was in New Orleans, and he wrote the following quote, Times are not good here. The city is crumbling into ashes. It has been buried under taxes and frauds and maladministrations, so it has become a study for archaeologists. But it is better to live here in sackcloth and ashes than to own the whole state of Ohio. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, a little last minute trash. A little last minute Ouch. trash. So when Ouch. I come to Ohio, when I come to Ohio, and, and we go help and, help Tim and 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 James, I was going to tell you my five year old has an LSU jersey that he wears all the time because he loves good, Joe Burrow so much. Good. He's, he's developing good habits early. Early. All right, yeah. all right, David. I also, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't hear him in the beginning, but my third son uh, uh, is out there, Daniel von Hoekstraten. So make sure, make sure you take good care of him, okay? I will. He does a great job. He is terrific. Thank you all very right, much. Man, thank you. Thank good you. You got a great world touch. view. Thank you. See, See you in Ohio. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey James, now the questions from our very informed listeners. Mike in Queens, New York says, James, how can you repeat with such certitude that Donald Trump is going to be convicted and incarcerated? To James, uh, to Mike, rather, it appears the case in New York County appears to be going nowhere when two seasoned federal white-collar prosecutors resign for the failure of the Manhattan DA to go forward. You know, are you peddling this false hope? Well, I I hope I'm not peddling false hope. And I, I, without getting into that, I, I suspect that there's something that about this that we will find out that is not very favorable to the, to the New York DA. I think Mr. Pomerantz and uh, the man's name that was a longtime chief of staff is Casey right now. D- these are very, very serious people. The reason that I continue to believe, and I, I guess some of it is, is hope, is that how can we be a nation of laws when Donald Trump has been on a crime spree for the last 40 years? And if they don't do anything, if, 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 if the appropriate authorities don't do anything, is it any wonder that we're losing respect for the law? He just keeps breaking the law right in front of us. And, you know, maybe he can get to one of Bragg's contributors. Maybe he can get to somebody on the inside. You know, maybe Mary Garland is, is, is too cautious to bring this up. Maybe Fannie Willis decides that the risks are too high to bring this Somebody has got to do something. You cannot live in, in, a, in a country that thinks it's based on something like the rule of law and allow a career criminal to continue to commit felonies with impunity. That's it. So I, I believe that they're going to get him because if they don't, if, if Mary Garland doesn't get him, it, his reputation will be stained forever. And every, and every federal prosecutor, every law enforcement person, Every person who believes in the rule of law has to know this. And well, I, I agree I with you, and, and I also I agree there is a story behind the story of that Manhattan DA uh, whose acts were absolutely disgraceful. He has uh, proven himself unsuited he, for he, office. And by the way, according to Mr. Pomerantz, he had no interest in the case from the beginning. Right. They couldn't right. get a meeting with him. He never read the file. Yeah, I wish he would have said that during the campaign, James, but of course right. he didn't. It, it would have so been nice it, to know. It was only after he took over. Our right. second question uh, uh, is is from Tim. This is in Newburgh, Indiana. I knew in Newburgh, New York. Right. I didn't know Newburgh, right. Indiana. I got to look that place up. I am. We'll have to. 
he says, do you find it, uh, you find irony in Kevin McCarthy's loss of trust in Madison Cawthorn while turning a deaf ear to Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert? No, I don't, Tim. All in McCarthy's view, all Marjorie Taylor Greene and Boebert did is they are racist, they're hate mongers, uh, they go to white nationalist parties. So what? Kevin's fine with that. What Cawthorn did, however, Cawthorn said that he was going to orgies and, and uh, where there was cocaine with his colleagues, presumably his Republican colleagues. When you start to tear down the Republican caucus, and I have no reason to think Mr. Cawthorn would have made that up, that's what upsets Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, you know, but somebody in Indiana, before we start, I was watching 30 for 30 on the last days of Bobby Knight at the University of Indiana. It was pretty compelling. You just forgotten how, how nuts he was, too. Uh, you know who covered him? You know who was the sports reporter for the Indiana College newspaper? It was our dear Mike friend Tackett. Mike Tackett. Right? Tackett. Uh, so, so if you think of all of the harm that Arches have done in the world, and I'm, I'm I don't know how much, probably not very much, you know, and all the harm racism is done, which is like overwhelming, substantial, you know, deep embedded in everything else. But you're right. They, it, it, of course, what, what provoked him to action is no, no Republican spouse ever said, you know, go to bed night, honey, I'm real uncomfortable or it might be a, a a, a male spouse to a woman. They do have some women representatives in the Republican Party, notably Marjorie Taylor Greene or, or Lauren Bobbitt. I don't think Lauren Bobbitt's husband really cares because I've, I've said this on TV. You have to know how they met. The, the way they met is he exposed himself to her in, 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 in a bowling alley. Just so you know, it, that's been verified. Okay. Every time she opens a mouth, uh, Lauren, t- tell us how you met your husband. What was your first like encounter with him? So uh, I don't know why they're so down on the orgies. They, I, 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 I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene, at least according to what I've read, had, had a friendly relationship with the gym teacher. Uh, but, you know, they're very outraged. And, you know, I, and I have no idea. I think Madison Cawthorn is obviously a, a immature beyond, beyond belief. Uh, but it is interesting you point out that they have the longest-serving Republican speaker as a pedophile. Jim Jordan is, by every account, very tolerant of pedophilia. Uh, Matt Gates, if what we know is to be believed, actually engages in it. So, But they don't care because we're not going to no. do shit. Exactly. Hey, our next question, James, is from Brett in Johnson City, Tennessee. He keeps no, hearing I, about I the Johnson lifting City. of Title 42 restrictions is going to wreak havoc at the southern border and be terrible for Democrats in the fall. How big an issue is this, and what can Biden do about it? You know, we, we talked about this earlier. I don't know enough about this issue, and we should get somebody that understands immigration and explain to us exactly what's happening. But I, it, the question is one that I have asked myself, and I'm just going to be honest. I don't know a lot about Title 42, but I think we need to learn and Find out what the issue is. And all, all I can say is that when somebody walks 600 miles from Guatemala with, the, with a seven-year-old kid, they're highly motivated. Yep, they sure right? are. They're, they're highly motivated people. But the question is time that you and I had this discussion earlier. You're right on the money, and we're going to get you an answer. We're just not the best people to answer it. Yeah, uh, that's an excellent point. Brett, if, if Brett, we, we need to find a, a good, knowledgeable 
person that can explain immigration law to us and exactly what the issues are and what's going on. Because we, we, I, I need to be more informed. That's a promise because I do too. Jenny yes. in Hollywood, Florida. Good question. They all have oh, good wow. questions. She asked, please check out the legal liability Russia would face, if any, when they promised Ukraine protection if Ukraine gave up their nukes. They did. Is there any way to go at Russia from that approach? <laughs> no. Russia has violated an agreement. There's something called the Budapest Memorandum. And helped by Senators Luger and Nunn and Ted Turner, uh, the United States and Russia and Great Britain signed an agreement which said Ukraine's going to give up its nuclear. They were the third largest nuclear power in the world. And they gave up their nuclear weapons in return for a commitment of no one challenging their sovereignty. So Putin has broke the law. From Putin's point of view, that's what he does. He doesn't believe in the rule of law. So, yes, there, <laughs> there, 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 there should be a legal liability. Will there be one? I'm afraid not. My, my favorite thing is like Putin invades. It's like shelling maternity wards. All right. Just indiscriminately shelling and sh tying civilians and shooting them in the back in Ukraine. And he complained because the Ukrainians hit a fuel dump inside Russia. All right. He is a international criminal of the first order. And the only thing we can do is try to help Ukraine win this war and do it. I, I wish that like parachute in Navy SEALs and arrest his ass and put him on trial. But you, you know what? He's got a lot of help from the Koch brothers. He's got a lot of help from, from Tucker Carlson. He's got a lot of help from CPAC. He's got a lot of help from Marjorie Taylor Greene. He's got a lot of help from the, the conservative movement in the United States. But uh, the, the, the question is good. He is a criminal. And, and we have to get to a place where we can treat him like one. He is. Jeffrey in yes. San Francisco Wants to know, right. is there an end game of party politics with such an alarming portion of the Republican Party having lost its connection with object, object, objective reality and right-wing media networks that deepen the level of mass psychosis and depravity? Is there anything at all for changing? I would just tell you, I went to a dinner last Saturday night, the Gridiron Dinner, James. Chris Sununu in New Hampshire was a speaker, and he was doing a riff on Trump, and suddenly he realized what he wanted, he wanted to say about Trump. He said, he is just fucking crazy. And that's true, but it's also true of a lot of the other people in that Republican Party. And I guess Jeffrey wants to know, is there anything that's going to change that? Well, I, 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 the, the one thing, and, and you asked the question, and this is really the theme of the show, and it's going to be the theme of it going forward, is if we don't do anything to hold them accountable, if we know that the, the slightest thing that they do, you know, we're going to like, oh, my God. You know, somebody is going to actually vote for, for Judge Brown. Oh, isn't, isn't this terrific? Uh, uh, the smallest little thing they do, we're willing to forgive and forget. We have got to point out what they've done, the crimes they've committed, the, the acquiescence and pedophilia that they, they, they do, the, the, the lining up with Russia. There has to be an effort. And our guest today, uh, Mr. Pepper, was just so right on. We don't call for accountability. We just, we're, we're looking for something nice to say about him. And that, that, that can no longer be part of our mentality. Yeah, I think the one way in my turn would be if they had suffered a big electoral defeat. Um, I, at one point, was that, hoping that for that. That seems problematic I'm in afraid, 2022. I'm afraid that's not in the cards can, this year. Right. Let it get away with it. All it's they do, do is embolden them, and they'll and they'll dig down deeper. So maybe it's the eternal point. question of, our, of my lifetime: Why does a dog lick its dick? Because it can. Anyway, Greg, why does they do Greg, this? Because we love. Greg in they Pittsburgh, can. Pennsylvania, 
says, I'd like to know, I want to know what I would say to someone who says, if Trump was president, Putin would not have invaded Ukraine. I'd like to shut down these buffoons. Well, I'll tell you what you do, Greg. You go to two of Trump's top advisors on this issue, our guest last week, Fiona Hill, and John Bolton, the uh, conservative national security advisor, both whom, who, who will tell you that, that they were convinced that Trump was going to pull out of NATO in a second term. If they thought that, you know damn well that Putin thought that. Also, he was giving Putin most of what he wanted, shaking down the Ukraines, uh, was very anti-Ukraine. Uh, so why, Putin was in no hurry. You know, he, his guy was going to absolutely smooth the way for it in 2021, 2022. So uh, uh, anybody who, who says that if Trump was president, Putin would not have invaded Ukraine, you're right. They're wrong. Uh, they're a buffoon, uh, and ask him about John Bolton and Fiona Hill. Right. Uh, we wouldn't, but, but, but Germany didn't invade Austria. They just walked in. Yeah. All right? Uh, uh, of course, it it, it, it pointed out he was going to—Putin hates NATO. He hates the idea of a unified West. And Trump was there. He was. He, he had publicly—you don't have to take John Bolton's word for it or Fiona Hill's word. You, not that it's any good, but you could take Trump's word. He was pretty evident. He, he, was, he, he hated NATO. He hated the idea of a Western alliance. He admired Russia. He would have helped—he would not help Putin's coat. He'd have given him weapons. Yep. Yep. So, yes, you know, why why would you invade somebody that's completely on board? The Koch brothers would have been fine with that. They don't care. You think they care? You think Tucker cares? You think CPAC cares? Of course they don't. They would view this as a positive development. I don't think this is the same listener, although we ha if not, we have a big audience in Sea Ranch, Northern California, because this is John. And John said, he makes a good point. He said, Lincoln had a general in charge of his army who had impeccable credentials uh, and was a bit arrogant. He said, leave the general to me. But he moved slowly. Eventually, he let it be known he wanted to negotiate a peace with the South, leaving slavery intact. That was the platform he ran against when Lincoln fired, after Lincoln fired him in 64. That was McClellan. And uh, what, what, what John wants to know, James, is Merrick Garland a McClellan? Well, uh, first of all, I, I, McClellan is one of the most, in my view, a, a really horrendous man. I am sure that Merrick Garland is not a horrendous man. It is no. not any way, shape, or form close to me. I think, and you could look this up, we could have a discussion about it. I think McClellan was guilty of treason at Second Manassas. All right? But forget that. And, and he was a, a contemptible little shit. And you'd have to read my, my great professor in one of the most influential Civil War books written of all time, Lincoln and his generals, by the great historian T. Harry Williams. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that Merrick Garland is on the, in the same universe as George McClellan. But, you know, my question is, is Merrick Garland going to be Grant? Is Merrick Garland going to be Sherman? And there's, you know, adequate reasons to say that he needs to be Grant or he needs to be Sherman or he needs to be Phil Sheridan or he needs to be George Thomas. All right. I, I, I got a sense that, that that General Garland understands that. It's not a question. He is nowhere close to contemptible a person as George McClellan. The, the question that we have to answer to, is he the equivalent in his profession of U.S. Grant or W.T. Sherman? That's what I believe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Keep those cards and letters coming. They're good questions. We don't get to all of them. We'll get to those next week, perhaps. So please keep, keep writing. We love hearing from you.
It's crazy. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Okay, now for the outrage of the week. You know, we've heard a lot of and seen a lot of hand-wringing, finger-pointing, and race-baiting from conservative Republicans about the epidemic of violence fostered by those left-wingers soft on crime. This is a favorite card of the Donald Trumps and the Tom Cottons. Well, the think tank, the Third Way, actually looked at the crime data. Now, James, this may come as a shock, but crime is far higher in red states than in blue states. The murder rates, the murder uh, states, the murder rate in states that voted for Trump in 2020 is 40% higher than the rate in states that voted for Biden. So which states have the highest per capita murder rates? Mississippi, Louisiana, I'm afraid to say, Alabama, Missouri, and Mitch McConnell's Kentucky. And guess what? Kevin McCarthy's Bakersfield, his hometown, has twice the homicide rate of Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco. So Democrats, when it comes to crime, bring it on. Well, I, I, you know, again, I, I couldn't agree more and I'm, I'm singular in my outrage. The outrage is the reason that they do this is because we allow them to. And we never point this out. And we let them have the narrative and we'll, we create a... a phony narrative about names of schools or something like that. So I, 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 I'm not surprised. And I'm glad that the third wave people did this research. Of course, the, the, the DSA justice Democrats would say third wave is just a bunch of corporate whore Democrats. So why pay any attention to them? You can already, you already know that's coming. All right. Okay. But the, the, it, it, it's this valuable. This is good news for you, justice Democrats. Good news. Accept it. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's their it's their issue, not ours. Right. You know, and, but the the, the 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 real outrage in this country is is one party is playing hardball and the other party's playing the uh, t ball, croquet. 
Right. Yeah. Some, whatever. <laughs> that that's the outrage, and and it's been going on forever. All you out there, go look up that third way report that came out yeah, about a week ago for sure. on uh, on the on the murder rates by states and even by some cities. As I say, Bakersfield, twice the homicide rate of San Francisco. But but you know, Kevin McCarthy, it, it it's the most. I I I'd like to know who is more pliable, Kevin McCarthy or Lindsey Graham. I just just who. Who is willing to? Do, do any of these people a hell of a, have a hell of a runoff? Do any of these people? Well, I know Lindsey Graham doesn't, but I assume Kathy Do they have children? Do they have relatives? Do they have spouses? Do they have? If I did this kind of stupid stuff and hypocritical stuff, my kids would kill me. They'd kill me if I was out there making a fool of myself like they do. And the reason they continue to make a fool of themselves is because. Fools vote for them, and fools are a, lot, a, a large part of the country. And and it's it's you know when I I sit around this morning before the show and I really thought about it a lot, and the more I thought about it, the the more pissed off I get. And I'm, I and they're like, tra- again I go back to what the Koch brothers are doing, what Tucker Carlson is doing. What a lot of that people are doing is they're having CPAC is having their next conference in Hungary. Yeah, right? yeah. They in love Hungary, Orban. Which is, yeah, which is pro-Russia. I, I, I mean, why, why, why didn't the Democratic National – why didn't we have our 1944 convention in, in Austria? It makes as much sense. You're right. Okay. I'm trying to control myself. No, don't control yourself. You're on a roll. <laughs> Do not control yourself. We it's want an like uncontrolled. And, and, of course, we make the problem that we think that the, the kind of naive, silly people in our party are part of the problem. They're, 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 they're an annoyance. They're a gnat. There's a right, difference between a gnat and a yellow jacket. All right? <laughs> Let's say that right up front. We know what the Koch brothers are. Okay. Right. Hey, thanks for listening to Politics War Room with James Carville. I'm Al Hunt. Don't forget to send your questions for us by email to politicswarroom at gmail.com or tweet them for next week's show at Politicon. Following this episode, we'd appreciate it if you check out the links to our sponsors, Magic Spoon, Blinkist, and Workable in the show notes. We thank you for supporting them. When you do, it helps make this podcast happen. To keep up with us, subscribe to Politics War Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Please rate the show with a five-star review. We'll be back next week with another show as we continue our War Room planning. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. 